0: good morning heritage today is tuesday november 14th this is mr nice and you are listening to the griffin rundown a weekly podcast for hca we are going to begin this week with your favorite segment and mine it is the joke of the week It is my pleasure to welcome into the studio with us this morning, one of our very own and very bright third graders from the Bainbridge campus. I have here with me, Phoebe. Phoebe, do you want to say hi to everybody? Hi. Hi. Good morning. So sweet. She told me a rather funny joke recently, and I think we would all benefit from hearing it too. So Phoebe, are you ready to go? Mm-hmm. Why was the boom late for school? It overswept. why was the broom late for school because it overswept hilarious have you told that one to grandma and grandpa before no but i told it to my dad and did he laugh yeah yeah i would i did too it was perfect made me laugh that's why you're here okay phoebe thanks so much for joining us thanks (laughs) you're welcome sweetie this episode of the griffin rundown is going to be a little different than the last few As I shared last week, we received overwhelmingly positive feedback about Mr. Graham's talk at the annual dinner on the 3rd. And since I last recorded, we've continued to receive more encouragement and many requests to uh, receive it. So as promised, last week he did join the studio to record his talk. And so today we're going to dedicate this Griffin rundown to the annual dinner talk as delivered by our very own Mr. Graham. As you may already know, Mr. Graham teaches humanities courses to some of our upper school students, uh, to the seventh graders in Peninsula and the ninth graders in Northfield. And when we say humanities, we mean it's an integrated approach to studying uh, history, literature, philosophy, theology. And these courses are are so rich in content, and they, they do an amazing job of shaping a deep Christian worldview as students are reading, studying, discussing, and grappling with the, the deepest questions of humanity from the greatest works that Western civilization has left us for the last several millennia. So um, when we talk about humanities courses, that's that's what we mean. So I think as you listen today, you will understand that Mr. Graham embodies the type of mature adult we aim to be cultivating our students to become. Uh, wise, thoughtful, articulate, humble men and women who are, who are able to go and, and tackle any topic with with eloquence and, and for the sake of Jesus Christ himself. So um, without further ado, here is Mr. Graham delivering his talk from the annual dinner.
1: In the beginning, God. What's the significance of these first four words which open our scriptures? Well, a beginning indicates an end. Not an end in the sense that all things pass away because they don't. God has made eternal angels, eternal people, and has spoken an eternal word. Yet a beginning does imply an end. By this I mean a purpose the reason for which something exists. The Greek word for this is telos. We live in a world created by God, and thus existence has a built-in end defined from the very beginning. So what's your telos? You decide to postpone all the other things you could be doing and come here to this nice dinner tonight. But if you were to zoom out, what's your overarching purpose? What's the direction and the reason for your actions, your habits, your prayers, the things that you do day in and day out. What's the overarching direction of your life? To know a purpose is to have a name. To have a name is to get near the target. To get near the target is a virtue in a world in which Target, just this last summer, was marketing transgender clothing from a Satanist designer to her children. In a world in which gender affirming care is demanded and expanded daily, despite the irony and evil of the fact that it neither actually affirms gender nor is caring. In schools, parents are cut off from knowing what's going on with their kids, and in the Middle East, terror reigns. We live in a world unhinged, confused, and breaking, and at worst, wicked, deceptive, and bent on the destruction of our kids. Standardized national education is a failed project, as there's little sense of what a person is, little sense of what a person is for, and consequently even less sense about how a person ought to be educated. Common sense is no longer common, and thus our schools are failing. What are we doing for our kids? You can't know what to do without knowing your purpose. Heritage Classical Academy knows its telos. We exist to cultivate lifelong learners who think and live for Christ. We do it in partnership with parents. We do it for the good of the kids. We do it for the glory of Christ. This is the first of three essential foundations in a heritage education. The three foundations that I plan to lift up and to show off tonight are foundations without which our education would be neither Christian nor classical. In truth, there is no education without them. I don't mean to say that there is no good school that isn't Christian classical, because that's not true. I do mean to say, though, that the school that most closely operates according to these three foundations operates most successfully. So what are they? The Trivium, the Transcendentals, and a rightly directed telos. The trivium. It refers to the three stages of learning, grammar, logic, and rhetoric. Grammar can be boiled down to learning, logic to thinking, and rhetoric to communicating. Heritage is divided into three sub-schools based on the trivium. Our youngest in grammar school, our middle in logic, and our high school students in rhetoric. The transcendentals. These are simply the qualities of all things that exist from the origin that, from which everything exists. The qualities are truth, goodness, and beauty. If you're wondering what's taught at Heritage at any particular grade level, there you have it in basic form. And lastly, telos, which you already know means purpose. Heritage Classical Academy is simply a school which acknowledges God's design, educates by God's design, and works for God's designs. At Heritage, our students ascend the Trivium, delight in the transcendentals, and pursue their God-given telos. Well, firstly, the Trivium. Like I said, the Trivium refers to three historical stages of learning, uh, logic, grammar, logic, and rhetoric. The Trivium formed the basis of all Western education prior to about the 1900s, and the changes that came through John Dewey with the move towards progressive education. Grammar school is for heritage students in grades preschool through fifth grade. It's the stage of learning many facts. It's marked by the question, what? What are the names of the presidents? What are the names of the parts of speech? What are the continents, states, countries? What are the phonemes and punctuation marks, animals, events? Uh, locations, works of art, verses, lore, that make up our world. It corresponds to the fact that our children are like sponges. Its methodology is characterized by chant and song. Our students chant and sing their way into a mental library of God's great world. Our heritage second graders memorize parts of the Constitution. Our fifth graders memorize Jesus's Sermon on the Mount and sing the Gettysburg Address. We are giving our students the grammar of life to live as Christians in America. Logic School is for heritage students in grades six through eighth. It's the stage of thinking clearly and it's marked by the question, why? It corresponds to the fact that our middle school students have entered the age of argumentation. The teen wants to know why, why a thing is true or not true. Why a thing works or doesn't work. Methodology is characterized by question and discussion. It is here that students begin a serious dive into the great books and begin to engage in the great conversation, which is the ongoing dialogue of the greatest minds in Western civilization, debating and discussing the greatest ideas in Western civilization concerning God, man, meaning and salvation. You know, it's like is there one God or are there many, or maybe there's no God at all? Your answers to that question have a great impact on the answers to your second question, which is who is man? What is man? Also, consequently, what is meaningful in life? What's a good life? And lastly, salvation. You know, every worldview offers some solution to some problem. Well. For instance here, in seventh grade, my students begin their year with excerpts from Nietzsche, the atheist philosopher who proclaimed that God is dead and that must not we ourselves become gods? He said that the sick man is a parasite to society, that we need to be strong, that the Aryan race is supreme. Consequently, his books were then passed out to Hitler's army and resulted in the death of over 8 million people. Ideas have great consequences. Ideas matter. Students then spent five weeks reading reality in Genesis and Exodus, seeing that in the beginning, the Trinitarian God of love is, that he has made man in his own image, with dignity, capability, responsibility, that he's called man to a life of love, both of God and of man, And that man's great problem is sin, which is paid for by a sacrifice. Christ's all-sufficient, once for all time, sacrifice at the cross. Our students then read Gilgamesh, the first written epic, and compared his heroism and his quest for eternal life with the heroism of Christ and eternal life offered through faith. Students read Hammurabi's Law alongside Moses' Law. Students will read Homer's The Odyssey, the Greek Tragedy, Virgil's the Aeneid, countless more books paired alongside the Word um, just this year alone. It was here in the logic stage that our students take both formal and informal logic. It is here that thinkers are made into critical thinkers. Our sixth through eighth graders memorize a Bible book each year, which means that by eighth grade year, they've got three distinct complete books of the Bible stored up in their heart. Philippians. Colossians and First Peter, isn't that amazing to think that our middle school students walk out of here with three full books of the Bible? Well, you may say, doesn't that sounds a lot like the grammar stage? From what I understand, well, it's worth noting that grammar, logic, and rhetoric are like threads on a rope, which stretch through life. We are always called to all, despite the fact that our development um indicates progressive preference for one stage or another. And secondly, these bible books become ready friends when in discussion with peers, when writing essays, and when completing the biggest project of their lives to this point, the capstone project. Think back. At what age did you write your first 10-page paper? Was it senior year of high school? Possibly college? Maybe grad school? Or for some of us not at all? Well, 8th grade year our students begin a year long journey in which they choose a topic of modern debate, research it, analyze it in light of Christ and the classics, write an eight to 10 page paper, present that in front of an audience and then defend it in front of a panel. Do you wanna see students who've learned to engage meaningfully in their world, who have struggled to have something to say yet have done the work of research and analysis considered the word, integrated their studies, sought advice from an expert, worked under the guidance of an advisor, struggled, but succeeded, and have something to say, then come see their capstone presentations at the end of the year. Our students have tackled subjects from abortion to technology, trains to immigration, energy to transgenderism, from vaccines to history, and a dozen more in between. We have three years of graduates, who as far as I've heard from both parents and students, universally attest to the value of this experience and the consequent feelings of preparedness and pride in their work. Our rhetoric school is for our oldest heritage students. It's the culmination of a classical education where a student uses all that they've learned and now finally focuses on communicating winsomely It's marked by the question, how? How do I put into words what I wanna say? How do I persuade my friends and my parents and my teachers? How do I write an email? How do I use what I know to make an impact in the world? It corresponds to the fact that older students through the age of argumentation have entered the age of persuasion. Methodology is characterized by presentation and debate. Shortly, our 10th grade students will stand before the members of Heritage's board with thoughtful, reasoned, calculated requests in ways that they think the school might be made better. To communicate persuasively for good is a real virtue. To communicate persuasively for ill, a grave evil. Reason wrongly used is demonic. Reason rightly used is God's gift to man. We are training our students to move from conviction to courage, from knowledge to communication. These stages correspond to what humans are made for. Humans are not made simply to know many facts. To be book smart is a great goal for a young student. A fifth grader who has diligently filled their mind with a grammar of life is to be praised, to be given a pat on the back. A student who exits college being merely book smart is not. That is the mark of a failed education. God has called us to more than facts. He's called us to live wisely in his world. He who knows the facts and has used them to think critically about the world in which he lives, to sort the truth, truth from the lies, the good from the bad, that's the man who knows in a meaningful sense of the word. Yet, we're not called merely to know, but to do, to engage in this world for God's glory, until either we die or he comes back. God has made us to know, to think, and finally to communicate. And this is just what Heritage Classical Academy, in partnership with parents, is designed to produce. Lifelong learners who think and live for Christ. Secondly, and more briefly, the transcendentals. Heritage Classical Academy is historical education but don't be fooled. Its foundation's far transcend history. Classical Greek education, and consequently Western education that followed for two millennia, was built on what's known as the transcendentals, truth, goodness, and beauty. These are the qualities of all being, derived from the origin of all being, Christ. Heritage lifts students' eyes to that which they're designed for, to the very source of truth, goodness, and beauty. At Heritage, we recognize that it's not a student's job to create truth, but rather to discover it and conform to it. We do not get to define or redefine goodness. It's unchanging. And beauty, though wondrously varied, is objective. Contrast this with the diet of the world, where one's internal feelings guide external gender, where abortion is called freedom, and homemaking slavery, fulfilling the word that there will be those who call evil good and good evil. Where beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but the beholder rests beneath the pressures of a world bent on exalting the historically taboo, the unhealthy and unholy. So far have we fallen from harmony and proportion, righteousness and justice, reality and simple conformity to it. Humans are designed for the transcendentals. Augustine said, You have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you, O Lord. We shouldn't be surprised to find that God has equipped us for our call. He has made us with minds to know truth, He has given us wills to choose what is good, and He's given us emotions and desires to love and delight in what is beautiful. And the man whose life is marked by this pursuit is the man whose life is marked with joy. The world is a playground to the Christian, since all created things bear his fingerprints. Paul says to the Christian in 1 Corinthians, all things are yours. Yet the fall resulted in a twisted creation. As such, creation bears not only the transcendentals, the fingerprints of our maker, but also the smudges of sin. Mixed among these transcendentals are the anti-transcendentals of falsity, wickedness, and ugliness. So what is Heritage Classical Academy doing? Well, day in and day out, we're placing before our students all the facts that matter most, all the most influential stories and books We're saying to the student, look at what's in front of you. Lay hold of everything that is true. Lay hold of everything that is good. Lay hold of everything that is beautiful. It is yours. And learn to recognize what is wicked, false, and ugly. Let the former be fodder for your worship. Let the latter lead you back to the cross, the place of payment for those very things. Student, we have before us examples and warnings. And our students become equipped to deal with all of life. In the safety of loving Christian community, under the authority of the word, in partnership with parents, Heritage is preparing students for the reality of what comes next a world hostile to Christianity. Gone are the days of cultural Christianity. Our present world is post truth, post tolerance. Post Christian. It is one which couldn't be more eager to relieve your student of all the so called fantasies, hypocrisies, and worst of all, bigotries of Christianity. But a heritage graduate isn't a tumbleweed before the winds of the world, isn't a sheep set before devouring wolves, isn't a fragile little cup cast up against a stone cold world destined to shatter at contact. A heritage graduate is a well-read graduate, having read about a hundred distinct classics throughout their logic and rhetoric years. As a critical thinking graduate, having taken both formal and informal logic. As a graduate who has grappled with Marx, atheists, pagans, history and philosophy, sifted the ideas of Western civilization and culture considered Christ, considered the word, thought through their own convictions and is made ready to stand when they, without fail, come face to face with a hostile world. This could not happen if students were not reared in the trivia. Our students must know many facts if they are to reason, must go through difficulty if they are to reason wisely, must stand and deliver, if they are to persuade a lost and dying world, that there is indeed something which transcends the mess, someone true, good, and beautiful. Lastly, I return to the telos. So what are we really doing here? Our telos at Heritage is to cultivate lifelong learners who think and live for Christ. There are no uninteresting subjects, just uninterested people. At Heritage, we know we are called to wonder. We're not a robot factory. God made humans with hearts and minds, and he expects us to use them, despite the great risk that freedom poses. We are creating not robots, but robust humans. The goal of HCA is robust humans that can withstand the tossings and the turnings of the world and be not disturbed, who can look fear and peer pressure in the face and say, no. I will not bow. I serve one master. We're not creating social justice warriors, but free and dignified embodied souls. We are holding students responsible for that of which they are capable. And that is a whole lot. We are leading children to the source of life, giving them the most important tools, setting before them the greatest and most influential ideas, calling them to a life of conviction and courage, and are saying, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, student, choose life. Heritage is no guarantee of salvation, sturdiness, future success, or even joy. We are merely a school full of sinners held by God's grace, offering again and again the many gifts that we've received. It's a good place, held by a great God. And so I return to the opening words of our scriptures. In the beginning, God. You know, some of the greatest questions that a person could ask are, Who am I? How did I get here? Why am I here? What's a good life? What's gonna happen next? Well, despite living in a world full of mystery and ignorance, God has not left us without answers to life's most important questions. In the beginning, the Trinitarian God of love made us in his own image. He's made us for love. Our greatest problem is not education. Our greatest problem is not money. Our greatest problem is sin, and Jesus Christ dealt with it 2,000 years ago at the cross in a once-for-all-time, all-sufficient sacrifice. Heritage Classical Academy is simply a school which acknowledges God's design, educates by God's design, and works for God's designs. Our students ascend the trivium. In grammar, they gain a library of God's great world. In logic, they acquire the tools needed for serious critical thinking. And in rhetoric, they learn how to polish an argument and to speak it winsomely. Our students delight in the transcendentals. For 12 years or more, through chants and song, through fairy tales and mythology, through music and PE, Beowulf, Shakespeare, and any other classic, through algebra and geometry, Our students are trained to delight in all that is true, all that's good, and all that's beautiful. And lastly, our students pursue their God-given telos. Heritage Classical Academy exists to cultivate lifelong learners who think and who live for him. Will you join us in this work? Our students are eternal souls. The work ahead is risky. The result not guaranteed. But we operate on sturdy foundations. Our classrooms are filled with great books. Our hallways packed with eager students and devoted teachers, all working for one worthy end, the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you join us in this work? Thank you for your time. Amen.
0: I hope you are encouraged, and Lord willing, you see why so many Heritage family and friends have requested a copy of Mr. Graham's talk. We are very, very thankful for his leadership in the classroom. And as we consider thankfulness, remember that we are off school all next week to celebrate the Thanksgiving holiday. May the Lord grant you joy and rest over the break as you thank the Lord for his many blessings. And, and as I say that, know how thankful we are to be partnering with your family. It truly is our joy to partner with you in cultivating our children to be lifelong learners who think and live for Christ. Happy Thanksgiving.